We are on now. Good, 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 wonderful, wonderful blessings. Just sheer happiness to be here. I watched Pat as we sang the song, and I don't know if he levitated or not, but he was definitely flying. So uh, (laughs) we praise our God, right? We are all going to fly home one day. Praise God for that. It is good to see you, each and every one of you here uh, this evening, those who are online. Let's go to God in prayer, please, together. Our great and gracious, magnificent and wonderful Heavenly Father, we do praise your holy and divine name and thank you so very much. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to be able to speak your holy name. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to be your children, for opening up the door of salvation to the whole world, Lord God, and your amazing plan to save us even before you made us. We ask, Lord God, that you will just be with us in our And I worship this evening, praying that all things that will and have been said and done will and have been pleasing and acceptable unto thee. Help us, please, Lord God, to keep our minds uh, from worldly thought this evening. Bless us to focus only on you, your word, your will, and your way. And remember Jesus, our amazing, suffering Savior. In his name we do pray and thank thee, if it be thy will. Amen. Please turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Ears uh, to hear, listening to Jesus as Jesus speaks to us. It's interesting what the Bible says about hearing the Word of God. When you listen to the Word of God, there must be something united with the ears that hear the message. And he says it in verse 2. We read this last week. We'll read it again here to start us out tonight. For indeed, Hebrews 4 verse 2 We have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them, because it was not united by faith in those who heard. And so the Bible says, you know, that um, hearing faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God in Romans 10 and verse 17. And they heard the word of God, but they did not unite the word of God with faith or in faith. And that's important. It's imperative that you unite what you read and what you hear by faith, right? Let's turn over to John chapter 10. And then as we, we hear it, and here's the faith part. You hear it and you obey it. Right? We may not understand everything that God uh, is saying to us completely, but we kind of know what God wants us to do. And so we hear the word of God, united by faith, and do it because God said to do it, Right? I don't have to know all the nuts and the bolts to the plan of God. I just need to hear the message of God and do it. John 10 and and verse 27, it talks about the sheep of God. What do God's sheep, what do we do? And God says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. It doesn't, it's not that they, they, I know them, they follow me. Today, it's they continually follow me on and on and on and on forever and ever. And I give them, verse 28, and I give them eternal life or I give eternal life to them and they shall never perish and no one shall snatch them out of my hands because they continue to follow Jesus and follow Jesus. Proverbs chapter 2, please. They continue to walk after the good shepherd. They continue to follow Jesus in all things. So, when we hear the Word of God, it's not enough just to hear it as you read it and study it, but you have to also unite what you hear 
in faith, right? Proverbs 2, verse 1. My son, if you will receive my sayings and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. What an amazing understanding to find God's wisdom and to find that security that really lies in Jesus Christ. There's security in God. Turn to James 1 and verse 22. And as you, as you seek out God's security, as you pray for God's understanding, as you pray for God's discernment, as you pray for God's wisdom and God gives it to us, we need to do this one thing and that is prepare our hearts to practice what we've heard. Right? James 1 and verse 22, the Bible says, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. So I want to look at the challenge here um, of, of the many people, many instances, uh, people who responded to the message of God. But I want to look at, if you will, how people have responded in the negative tonight. Okay, let's turn to Acts chapter 7. I want us to learn in the negative what we should never, ever do, right? Never be like or never follow these people, but follow Jesus. Okay, I want to talk to you about some some hearing problems. Some folks that may have needed some hearing aids because they weren't listening to Jesus. They found a way to blot out or block out the very message of God that saves our souls. So the first group, we'll start with the familiar and we'll move on to the unfamiliar. They stopped their ears. You know, they just stopped. Here was the good message. The whole summary of the entire Old Testament up to this particular day. Stephen is preaching the whole summary from the old into the new. And when it got to the point where it started meddling, where they didn't like it, it pricked their hearts. Here's what they did. Verse 54. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the quick. They began gnashing their teeth at him. So they heard a message. It, it pricked their heart and it angered them. It angered them. It was the message of God, by the way. It was the word of God being spoken. And they became so angry at Stephen. They, they gnashed their teeth at him. And in verse 55, being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, he was supposed to stop speaking. But no, not when you're preaching the message of Jesus. You keep going, right? He said, behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears. They rushed upon him with one impulse. So can you imagine that? You know, we did that as kids, right? As children. You don't want to hear something. You, you cover your head. No, 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 no. Because you don't want to hear it. These are grown folks, right? Who didn't want to hear the word of God. They stopped their ears from hearing. They rushed upon him. Verse 58. And when they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him with uh, uh, and, and the witness laid aside their robe at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they went on stoning Stephen. And he called upon the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And having said this, he fell asleep. And so they got the 
hands over their ears. They're not listening to what he has to say anymore because they're done with Jesus. Wow. How about that? You know, if they, if they didn't know they were wrong, they wouldn't have covered their ears. But they stopped their ears from hearing because it, it offended them. Have you ever read the Word of God and it offended you? Have you ever seen the Word of God, passages of Scripture that maybe they bother you a little bit? And the question is, do I cover my ears or do I listen? Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4. So this, this is going on now, even in the Lord's church, where, where uh, you know, people cover their ears when it comes to the message of God that they no longer want to hear. And so, this is what they do. The command to the preacher is to preach the word, verse 2, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Be ready, be, be ready in season and out of season. You know what they used to say in the old, old time preaching, they'd say preach it when they like it and preach it when they don't like it, right? Just keep on preaching the word of God. So the, the time will come, it says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instructions for the time will come. Listen to this church. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers according to their own desires or their itching ears, right? Eventually, church, the, the church grows to this point where they're, they're like the men who stoned Stephen. They don't want to hear it. Not anymore. They don't want to hear sound doctrine. I want to talk about sound doctrine. Just kind of want to go along, get along. Be kind of free-spirited. And they accumulate for themselves. They find a preacher who's just going to tickle their ears. Not really deal with the situations that need to be dealt with. Not, Not one that's going to challenge our hearts to be better. Just someone that's going to tell us how great and magnificent we are. And how flawless we've lived our lives. Tickle our ears, preacher. And then it goes on to say, they will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. I pray God we never get to that point. Right? Pray God we never get to that point in our own personal lives and as a church as a whole. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 6, please. So here we have these itching ears. We got stopped ears or closed ears. We have these, these itching ears. Now I want to show you rebellious ears. Right? Here, here, folks, hear the message of God. God is speaking to them. God is giving to them the message of truth. And yet, there are some folks who, are just, who just want to be rebellious. And they just refuse to listen to the message of God. And it's amazing to me the clarity of which uh, these folks uh, convey the message back to the prophet and on to God. At least they're being honest, I guess. Jeremiah 6 and verse 16. Thus says the Lord, Stand by the way and see. As for the ancient past where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. And I said, Watchmen over you, saying, Listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not listen. I mean, just think, just to, just to get to that point where you're saying, God, I don't even care what you have to say to me right now. Church, let us never allow our hearts to be so hardened where we, where we don't even care what God has to say about us. And all God is trying to do is save us. 
Same, same book, Jeremiah, chapter 18. Chapter 18. And sometimes the message of salvation, it stings a little bit. But it's designed to conform us and save our souls. You ever been stubborn before? I know I have, right? Ever been stubborn? Here are some, here are some stubborn ears. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse uh, 12. But they will say, it is hopeless but we're going to follow our own plans and each of us will act according to the stubbornness of our of his evil heart. What? The, the message was change, you know. You've got to realize that you're just the clay. God is the potter. You don't call the shots. God calls the shots. And they said, you know, <laughs> eh, it's hopeless. We're, we're just going to do what we want, the way we want to do it. And Wow. Am I, am I, that, am I that stubborn? Have I been there? Isaiah chapter 30, please. Have I been in, in that, that mode of thinking? Where I just, I just close my ears, I stop my ears, I, I, I'm rebellious, I, I'm, just, I'm just not willing to listen, I'm not ready to listen to what thus saith the Lord. You ever met brethren like that? You ever, you ever have you seen the universities that we, that the Church of Christ used to own, and they are no more? Right? It's folks decided we're done with Jesus. You know, we'll still call it a Christian, but we're going to just do whatever we want to do. The churches that are no more, right? The buildings that have now been taken over by denominationalism. What, what happened? My brother just said, we don't, want to, we don't want to do this anymore. Isaiah 30 and verse 9. For this is a rebellious people, false sons, Sons refuse to listen to the instruction of the Lord. Who say to the seers, you must not see visions. And to the prophets, you must not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us pleasant words. Prophesy illusions. Isn't that amazing? That's in the Bible, right? Can you imagine that? You go to the preachers and say, hey, you know, just, just give us the pleasantries. We don't want to hear all this other stuff. Tell us a lie. Tell us something that doesn't even make sense. Give us illusions. We don't just stop talking to us about Jesus. Really? Yeah. Right? Look at verse 11. Get out of the way. Turn aside from the path. Let us hear no more about the Holy One of Israel. Ears to hear. Am I listening to God? Jeremiah chapter 32. And then there are the times when uh, you read the scriptures and you find uh, these folks that are just unwilling to do what God says, right? Here's what God says, and they're just, they're just not ready, they're not willing. They're able, but they just don't want to do it. So they have that conversation with God. And notice that God is sending prophets time and time and time again, even the Amorites, the Canaanites, right? For 400 years, four generations, let me say that instead, Four generations, God sent prophets to Canaan to try to get them to change. And they wouldn't listen. So God sent his, uh, you know, his, uh, the Israelites in to destroy them. For, for four generations, that's in Genesis chapter 15, God tells Moses uh, that the, the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. Right? Abraham, rather. It's not complete. It's not time. Jeremiah 32, verse 31. Indeed, this city has been, to me, a provocation of my anger and my wrath from the day that 
They built it. Even to this day. That it should be removed. From me. Before my face. Provocation. They're provoking God. The whole city. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Continue. Because of all the evil of the sons of Israel and the sons of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger. They, their kings, their leaders, their priests, their prophets, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. 33. And they have turned their back to me and not their face. Though I taught them, teaching again and again, and they would not listen and receive instruction. Can you imagine for just a moment, what if you were God? How many times are you going to tell these people? How many times have we told our children? I've told you time and time again not to do that. Israel did it for years and years and years and years and God put up with them and God tolerated them and God was patient with them. Verse 34. But they put their detestable things in the house which is called by my name to defile it. They just, they were not willing to listen. Look at the church. Turn to Hebrews chapter 5. The church kind of had the same issue, uh, if you will, in Hebrews chapter 5. We'll do the, 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 this passage and we'll come back to it. Uh, beginning at verse 11. Concerning him we have much to say. So imagine, you know, the, the apostles preaching to us and saying, I got to tell you guys about Jesus. How many of you want to know? We want to know. I've, I've got a lot to tell you, but we got a problem, church. Oh, What's the problem? You're here, we're here. What's the problem? Your hearts aren't ready. What? Yeah, listen. He says, concerning him, we have much to say, and it's hard to explain since you become dull of hearing. No, that's because of the preacher. No, wait a minute. Right? right? He's talking to our hearts. What if, would that be a message he would say to me? Would that be our, the message that he would give to us that we have become dull of hearing as a people of God? They did in the Old Testament. Israel did. Judah did, continuing verse 11, I mean verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practices have their senses trained to discern good and evil. But why couldn't they handle solid food? Dull ears. Hmm. Zechariah, please. The book of Zechariah, chapter chapter 7. Well, I guess tonight, just thinking about, about me personally, where am I in my spiritual walk with Jesus? Do, do, do I find myself with, with stopped ears or itching ears or closed ears? Where am I in my walk with Jesus? Zechariah, chapter 7. We'll begin at verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus has the Lord of hosts said, Dispense the true justice and practice kindness and compassion to his brother. And do not oppress the widow or the orphan, the stranger or the poor, and do not devise evil in your hearts against one another. 
But they refused to pay attention and turned a stubborn shoulder and stopped their ears from hearing. <laughs> what? Yeah, they refused to pay attention. They turned a stubborn ear and, and stopped their ears from hearing and they made their hearts like flint against God. Yeah, they made their, their hearts as hard as stone. They made it like flint so that they could not hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his spirit through the former prophets. Therefore, great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. So this is kind of easy. We're going back to Hebrews chapter 5. This is kind of easy. If we listen to God and obey his will, God's wrath is subsided. Isn't that great? And what, and what did he say? He told us in First John, confess your faults one to another, Right? All we have to do as God's people is we live to the best of our ability. We stay faithful. We, we just keep this trusting faith. We unite what we've learned with faith. We read God's word. And as we do that, when we find ourselves wrong and in the wrong, what do we do? Say, I'm sorry. It's called repentance. Turn your life around. Have godly sorrow. Go to God and say, God, I, I blew it. Lord, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for my rebellion, for my wicked heart. I, I'm sorry for whatever it is I've done. Uh, Lord, help me not to do this any longer. Turn around, turn your life around, and come. just keep following Jesus. And then God is faithful, and he'll forgive us of our sins. Now, here's the opposite way and the wrong way. I find myself in sin, and instead of turning my life around, I continue in that sin. That just provokes God to anger. So don't close your ears to Jesus or the message of God. So we'll skip, skip back, if you will, to verse 7. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 7. In the days of his flesh, he offered up, both, speaking of Jesus, both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one who is able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his piety. Now, I want you to think about that passage for just a moment. Because we read about the Garden of Gethsemane. We read about Jesus and, and you know, his sweat drops like blood falling down. We're reading about his tears. He's crying to the Father and asking for the Father to uh, remove this cup if it's the Father's will. And the Bible says, and God heard him. And then it says, and although he was, he was a son, he learned obedience from the things in which... He suffered. So Jesus also had to listen. He had to listen to his father. And listen to the law. And having been, verse 9, made perfect, he became to all those who obey him the source of eternal salvation, being designated by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Concerning him, we have much to say. And it's hard to explain since... You become dull of hearing. They just weren't, they just weren't ready. Right? Jesus and Melchizedek. You want to talk about Melchizedek a little bit? Not tonight, but Jesus and Melchizedek. Under the order of Melchizedek. After the order. Got a lot to tell you. Are we ready to listen to it? Right? That's God's message. Turn to John, please. Chapter 6. So, the question is, how active of a, of a listener am I when it comes to the Word of God and the message of God when I'm reading it and God's opening up to me His message of truth? How active of a listener 
am I? Of a hearer am I? John chapter 6 and verse 45. It is written in, thy, in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. So, remember what he said. Hearing and learning, but applying what? Faith. Right? Hearing and learning and applying faith. So the person, the man of God, the woman of God that hears the word of God and learns the word of God and applies it by faith, that is the man and the woman that God is saving. And then what did James say? James 1 and verse 19. Remember he said everyone to be slow or quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger, right? That Again, that context is speaking about talking to God. You don't have to have all the answers, brethren. We don't have to know everything about, you know, when's this going to end? And, and when's God going to do this? And what about this? And what about that? We don't have to know all of the answers. We don't need to speak quickly to God. We need to be quick hearers. Right? Unite what you heard by faith and grow in Christ Jesus. John chapter 10. We go back to John 10 again. Again, he said, my sheep, they, they listen to me and they follow me. And now John 10 in verse 25, the Bible there says, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe the works that I do in my Father's name. These bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I'll say, before we close out, we're going to go to Acts 2 in a moment. I want to ask you a question that I've asked myself time and time again. And I finally, through um, years of study, found the answer. I don't know that it took years of study to find the answer. You know what it took? <laughs> honest heart. <laughs> I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to be honest. <laughs> like, well, you know, maybe. I have two questions for you. If you were standing with Jesus, and you were walking in those days and living in those days, what kind of Christian would you have been then in comparison to what kind of Christian you are today? So I asked myself that question, well, you know, well, if I was there and I saw Jesus, I would, I would have followed him and, and I would have, I said, like, yep, that's where I would have been. And then I, I started getting, being kind of honest. And then I became really honest. And then I just became downright truthful and said, yeah, no, I would have lived the exact same way I live today. Even if Jesus were in front of us, when you read the Bible and you see these people who are walking with Jesus and you're trying to understand, why are they doing that? Well, why are you doing what you're doing? <laughs> well, Tony, why are you doing what you're doing today? You're reading the Bible. Have you not united? Here it comes. Have you not united what you read by faith? Because if you unite what you read by faith, it doesn't matter if Jesus is standing in front of you or not. You know Jesus is standing in front of you. And you know everything is true. So whether you see it with your own eyes or not doesn't really matter. You united it by faith, and you know that's just who you are. <sighs> I struggled through that one a little bit. And then I said, okay, well, here's another question for you, smarty pants. How about this one? On the day of Jesus and his crucifixion, where would you have been? Would you have been with the crowd saying, crucify, crucify? Or would you have been on the other side? Is there even another side? All the disciples left. Right? Only the women were with him. And, and, he, and he, they, they pressed Simon, if you will, to help bear his cross. Where were all the helpers at for Jesus? 
Would you have been a helper? For, oh, yeah, I would have helped. Would you really? If you, would, no, I wouldn't know. I, no, no, I wouldn't have. Would you have helped Jesus? I mean, think about that, right? Would you? I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. You know how you answer that question? Are you helping Jesus today? Right? What are you doing today? Some things to wrestle with, right? In your own heart. Like, what am I doing today? Am I giving 100%? Because remember, helping Jesus means go die with Jesus. Because if you step out there and you interfere with Roman rules, they would have cut you, they would have cut your heart out. Would you have jumped up there and said, Jesus, Jesus, can we, let me help you? Would you have done that? Right? The apostles didn't do it. The, 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 the people who supposedly loved him didn't do it. Nicodemus was a secret Christian. What kind of Christian would you have been if you saw Jesus' battered and bloody body? Or would you have even seen it? Would you have even gone to the cross? What would you have done? So in reality, we, there's nothing really, we can't really truly answer the question about what we would have done then. But we can answer the question about what are we doing now? So I want to close in Acts 2 and verse 40. And 41. Verse 40 says, and with many other words, say, it wasn't just repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. It's not just about that. That's elementary, right? So sometimes we get into Bible studies with people and we argue about elementary things. Don't argue about the elementary things. That's elementary, right? Hebrews 6 tells us these are elementary principles, okay? Being baptized and the washing and all that's, that's deeper than that. Verse 40 with many other words. That's what we need to get to. Because we've already walked by faith. We've already surrendered in the waters of baptism. But we need to get to these other words that he solemnly testified and kept exhorting them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. The word of God that's able to save your soul. Which part of it? All of it. Right? Have I read it all the way through? From beginning to end. The next question. Have I done it over and over and over and over and over again? And will I do it for the rest of my life? Think about that, Christian. Right? Here's the book that has salvation in it. How many times have you read it? How often do you read the book that has salvation in it? How often have you read, how, how focused you get it, right? It's the other stuff, right? After baptism. And then 41, he says, So then, those who had received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And we go, wow, what a number. Mm, no, that's a pretty tiny number when you think about the number of people that were there on the day of Pentecost, that are supposed to be there on the day of Pentecost. Hundreds of thousands of people, maybe even a million. And only 3,000 responded to Jesus. Wow. So here's the question that I close with. Are you a part of the 100,000? Or are you a part of the 3,000? Right? Heard the word and said, yes, I was baptized. What about the rest of the story? Right? The rest of the story. The lesson is yours this evening. I trust and hope that something was said to encourage your faith. Your walk of faith in Christ Jesus. If there's anything that we can do to help you in your walk of faith, whether it be through prayer or any other way, you please let us know. If you'd like to surrender to Christ in the waters of baptism, if we can assist, 
please let it be known. While together we stand and sing our song of invitations.